Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 244. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westmouth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meeting tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. You are going to get your spooky tour of the battlefield after hours tour of the battlefield. Yep. So that means you're not performing tonight at the Elvish Retreat. That is true. I performed last night, so... Yes. My question is, before you depart tomorrow morning, because you do have to get up, Yep. are you going to help them set up an Esprin section? Will they earn a ribbon from you? Yeah, I think given that we uh, spent a night there and we're not murdered, they've earned a ribbon. <laughs> and a small table or two with the... I think whatever room we stayed in should be just recast as the private oh, okay. Esprin forest that, okay. suite. Yeah. So that it's not um It's not among all the other the riffraff. <laughs> okay. I mean I could make a copy of a map of where Esperance is and we could hang it on the wall. Alright, that'll that'll be a good activity then. <laughs> That's what you can do before you go to bed tonight. Yep. So we'll that pottery dead tunk, because it's much bigger, right? It is the biggest That's city. True. Yes, it is bigger. So as the light is fading over the plains around Westnoff. You meet up with Firin, operator of Firin's scenic tours. Fancy. And uh, she has a wagon there with the horse. Are there other people on this tour as well? Yes. <laughs> this is a this is a novel experience. <laughs> this seems fun. Like this is a form of entertainment. And and there's also like a pole with like a lantern at the end of it, like. So spooky tour is specifically what they're going for. Oh yeah, that's okay. why they do it at that. That's why they start at dusk. I think Trix appreciates like the level of like detail they put into the atmospherics here. There's other people, like it's it's a multi-bench wagon, and so there are other customers out for the scenic tour. But also in the back row, there is another like tour employee with a harmonica type thing. So that they can make like the creepy noises when Firain like talks about like the ghosts rising like over the battlefield, and there's like woo. Can we get out and see? Part of the rules of the tour is you have to stay you in the wagon. You have to stay in the wagon. They cannot guarantee your safety if you leave the wagon. They can't guarantee your safety if we don't leave the wagon. <laughs> There's ghosts. And you will soon become aware that there are other employees as well. Yes, I, I gathered. At various places around. Because as like your wagon is riding and, and Firin is telling you all the story of how Weldon, following the siege... The city, like half in ruins, was then confronted with liches on all sides, and the crop fields that you see now during the daylight hours, of course, that are full of wheat. Well, back then they were all set afire, and like there's like a whoosh, and like this large bonfire type thing, like lights up, huts burning. Um, so clearly somebody was positioned somewhere. Right? This is that way better than I thought it was going to be. This, this is, we're gonna this be this is an impre- incredible production. And then uh, 
lich after lich, and Farian is like pointing out like different geo like your wagon is going to kind of like circle around Weldon. So Weldon itself is kind of set into the side of the river with like the moat stuff around it, but there's kind of like a, a crescent of countryside around it. So the tour goes like that whole circuit. And you you learn through this process that there was at least half a dozen encampments around the city uh, in the final fight. Each led by a lich? Each led by... If she can ask questions, she will. Oh, she yeah. will be that person. Each led by, yes, by a necromancer who had ascended to, like, lich status. Do they know the names of which ones? <laughs> <laughs> so she can cross that off against the ones she knows about. Um, you don't have to say which ones exactly, but we can we can fill that in later. She's got like them down, like she she knows the names of each of them, and she will answer Hepa's question with that. But none of them are ones you recognize. Okay, from, so these are new because ones. like South Tower when it was a Southern outpost and it was set upon by like two necromancers and a lich, like a lich had gone, the fancy skeleton mm-hmm. had gone through his and him. Like that name is not one of the ones that made it to the end here. Yeah, at this point, I think Hepa's just taking out. She's writing notes and making it, like, probably on her map. If there's room, if not, it's just on a piece of paper. You've got a larger supply of paper now. So I can write me more notes. And so, yeah, she describes how Oik's forces charged each of the encampments and how, while that battle was going on, Gwedri and Dason and a few choice warriors descended into Malravenal's crypt to, like, duel with him specifically. Uh, the agreement had been that Gwedri and Malravenal would duel and that would settle the war, but after Gwedri departed, then all these other liches showed up and started to attack. And that was Owick handled that. Sir, Sir Owick these days, of course, Grand Marshal. Grand Knight. We know Owick. He rode in the joust, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to remember what his, like, super fancy title is. Knight Commander of the King's Horse. That was the title that Oik earned after this battle, because his horse-mounted troops had to cover a lot of terrain to deal with all the different liches that popped up. So does this lady know about the battles and how they went down and how they made sure the dead are dead? (laughs) Oh, you try asking her? Yes. How did they dispatch them? Or You're trying just... to, like, ask for, like, technical question. I mean, she's describing, like, the battle as it unfolded, like, visible from the walls of Weldon. Yeah. The troops charged at them. Like, the paladins, like, burnt holes through the... How was she saying this? The paladins, like, lances... The righteous fury burned yeah. a hole through the... Yeah, burned a hole through, like, the... The dark undead hearts. The sheets of the... Blowing in the wind from the... Are there, like, other... scarecrows that have been stood up and there's a sheet covering them, or it's not quite... Like, she had the fire to come up. Yeah. Given that in the West North computer game, some of the ghost-type creatures do look very scarecrow-like, I think it is appropriate that there would be, like, like a sort of cross-mounted thing with, like, a sheet on it blowing in the wind. And it's got, like, attached, like, fake hands with, like, really long claws... And then probably employees that are making noises that are, like, warlike, like, metal clacking and... Yeah, clang, clang, clang. The sound of, like, horses. So so some things, let's see. What is a good way to control the information you get here? Like, I could have you make, like, a lore check, and the results of that would kind of indicate how much you learn versus how much you know. Is it also a matter of, like, teasing out what she's saying that's relevant versus what she's saying that is expanded story? Part yeah. of the experience. Some of it might be how much she knows. 
Like after sure. the battle, because what Hepa wants to know is after the battle, did they burn the bodies? Or did they do anything extra? Because on her map, it's going to be like, here's a hole all the way around Weldon. Could be. So were you trying to argue for something cunning-based? Uh, not necessarily. I feel you know, like, how do I, how does Trick tease out what is a story versus what is, what is the kernel that is the truth? Vigilance. In a way, yes, but I feel like I should get a blue die because I'm <laughs> telling stories is what Trick does. Okay. I mean, I could roll lore to ask questions, and then you could roll to see if the so answer is true. You can roll Vigilance, and you can have a blue die because stories is your jam. And you can roll a lore check. Both of these are going to be average difficulty. 2.1. I succeed, and I got three advantages. Okay. Trick, you don't think any real fabrication is going on here? Aside from the spectacle, you don't think embellishment is taking place? They're missing out. Could have been ten liches. Or thirteen. Hepa, you learn a few things that you didn't know. One thing you learn is that among Owick's forces was a group of specially trained knights known as paladins. Yeah. And that their shining lances blazing with righteous fury. Sounds like an artifact. I would say your read from the description is not that the lances themselves are artifacts, but that these people must be minor casters of some sort that are able to imbue their lances with this so power. So it's more like a staff, a big pointy staff. Yeah, that it sounds like these particular warriors actually have some manner of training in the branch of magic that you have come to refer to as light. So it, the... Description of the forces that play on the field includes various mages of the light mm-hmm. working in tandem with, uh, there was also many red mages and uh, arch mages. And from what your guide is saying, it sounds like in areas of the field that like the mages of the light couldn't reach, the, the paladins were far more mobile and they were able to like bring the light of day. Because she also describes... A preternatural night falling over the area. That Mel Ravenel's power cast a shroud over the area, unnaturally extending the darkness. Okay, so then the light, it's not that sunlight is... Correct. Okay. The advanced mages of the light are able to, aside from like the light that's associated with magic, they are also able to shed light, which is very helpful when your enemy is producing darkness. Right. Because a number of the... Undead that are described, the ghosts and the various other specters, they do not require light to be able to see. They can sense things, and they can also hide in the shadows. And then (laughs) another like ghost type thing like jumps out of a hut that you pass. And we scream. (laughs) Some people scream. Probably Hepa does. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She has no qualms about that. (laughs) Trick is just professionally impressed. He's got a big smile on. This is fantastic. Yeah, and probably Trick isn't surprised because that was telegraphed. Like, you knew something was going to jump right. out with what they were just saying. They got a full experience on here. Again, uh, you do get a description. You heard from Circe's that when Mal Ravenel was defeated, there was like this ghostly hand grasping towards the sky, and then it was blown away in the wind and uh, just wisps. So you get a description of the same thing, like from another source here. So clearly that is a part of how this ended. And at that point, the enemy's troops collapsed. And she talks about, like, and then, like, the rebuilding of, of Weldon could commence. 
they don't talk about a make sure all the bodies are actually dead. Yeah, like Eva <laughs> asks maybe some prying questions about like, well, then did you move all the corpses to a bonfire or something? Yeah, like, yeah. And what it sounds like is the Weldon forces who died, there was a lot of them, sort of communal gravesite type thing with memorial. But it sounds like any like undead were kind of maybe just like plowed over. Yeah. That's probably for the best, actually. Mm. I mean, that would be... As good. opposed to in an all-you-can-raise buffet known as a graveyard. All that's just surrounding a city. <laughs> oh, sure, it's fine. That was like drawing circles around. <laughs> Yeah, but if you, like, press for, like, hey, did anybody verify that all the necromancers were, like, because there's undead, but necromancers are not themselves undead, right? So, yeah. like, even if something magically unbound everything that was raised by Mel Ravenel, the necromancers, if they weren't killed, they could still run away. I mean, people would get away in battle, I'm sure. I think she's more concerned about what the bodies are. Although, if they know what happened to any of the other ne- necromancers, she's curious about that, too. So... It doesn't sound like there was any systematic plan of destruction to prevent future raising. Yeah. It, it sounds like there wasn't even a discussion of we should do that. Right. And your guide is a presenter, not right. a philosopher. Yeah. Just maybe knows history a bit. Right. And the specific history that she has studied and rehearsed. <laughs> I still think we just need to find Volcano... Have the center of it, have catch and go in the center and just let them come to him. Oh, use him just like as a, whoa. Whoa. You know, you a guys have, to you got, you have mentioned this volcano idea before, and I thought you were just saying like, oh, this is a safe place for catch and to, to live. I did not realize you were saying like, it's a trap. Yeah. I, I mean, thought that that's a good idea. If though. he wants, if he wants to get rid of them, then we just find a place where he can stand and then just basically. He needs to Pied Piper all the undead out of here. Catchin has to go on a whirlwind tour. <laughs> so Catchin just needs to be like a Roomba of undead. Yep. Just but like... I was thinking of Volcano so that he doesn't have to worry about controlling them. And I mean, stuff. he has to eventually lead them to a volcano, yeah. Yeah. But how do you get them to the volcano in the first place? Just stand there and wait. They seem like they come. I guess Trickle asks, like, are there, do undead occasionally rise up here even today? I feel like that's a normal-ish question. Or is the standard answer, the, the king's forces ensure that all undead are put down and stay down? I think the initial answer is to assure you that everything, like, tonight has been for your, like, entertainment and no actual undead were involved in anything. Right. If you want, like, trick and make a charm check, it's like, no, this is fantastic. This is... <laughs> yes, please make a charm check. Cause... We have enough experience to know this. This isn't how it always goes down with the undead. Uh, and trick will even add, you know, like, I fought some ghosts in my time. These are on... Those those blades scared me. Yes, because there's a chance that you were actually attempting to undermine their performance. Right. So. Um, uh, he does not want to, to come across that way. Okay. So two purples and a red. I will upgrade. Two successes and one advantage. Okay. Even to this day, some say. There's tales of unrest in the mountains and hills further afield. It's okay. possible some of those necromancers slunk away to the Dilatus, the Dilatus Hills. But what she says is that Mal Ravenel was like the driving force of the invasion. And without this arch lich who was like controlling even the liches, without him around, any individual necromancer who might 
seek power, can be easily crushed under the hooves of right. of our good king's forces. The knight commander. Trick will only he'll try to like add onto that even like would you say that sometimes on cold dark nights when it seems so quiet every now and then you hear a wail in the distance of a ghost pining for its master. You had an advantage on this role, so she will not view you as an upstaging heckler. No, it, Trick is like almost trying to offer her an extra detail she could throw in there, but even though like she doesn't embellish, but no, you have advantage though, so it's well taken. Yeah, yeah. that's why like Trick poses it as a question, like would you say that? That could happen. Why, yes. And then you, one of the other employees like Ooh. takes note of it. Yeah. <laughs> you think there's ghosts? <laughs> you best start believing in ghost stories. And Trick will just turn to whatever random person is now. Like, You're in one. <laughs> Some ten-year-old child is terrified. Is there anything else that you uh, want out of your scenic tour here? Trick like tips him five coins. That was well worth it. Okay. Well worth it. She'll thank you, like, afterwards, you know, when everybody's saying goodbye and giving out tips, and she'll say, you know, your your tales last night were very engaging, and she's glad that you were able to join her no, performance. This is partly why she doesn't treat you as an upstager, because Rare. she invited you to come because she liked your show last night. No, Trick is, uh, very much appreciates this, that his cousin, uh, and I, have, we have an interest in these kind of things, We're trying to better protect our forest, but we appreciate the way that you can help educate people. It's, it's a very difficult topic to discuss, but you... Almost like you almost make it. You make it very engaging. That's, that's um, a lot of fun. That's the best way to teach history. And you've never had any problems on the tours. <laughs> she, she you've never had any undead problems was, on the tours. Yeah, that trick clarifies after she starts answering about you know sometimes people like people are drunk when they show up. She has never personally seen any undead herself. She's too young to have been around for the war. Like she, you know, she takes off like the the fake like babushka or whatever. You know, like she's she's much younger than like the persona that she plays during the tour. Right, right. So while she has certainly watched Weldon rebuild and things like that, and like these fields around you, yeah, when she was a kid, like they were all torn up and and stuff. But no, she's never seen so much as a a twitching thigh bone. That's fortunate thing. All right, have a problem if you dig them up. <laughs> yeah. If those are the thrills you're looking for, you know, maybe head up into the mountains south of here. Keep that in mind, then. Probably not going to make it. It's already late. Oh, no. Like, she's talking about something that would be like a days, days, yeah. days of journeying. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll think about that. Has she heard of any problems anywhere? So, kind of her view of things is that, like, Wesnoth has been made safe. Mm-hmm. But if you cross any of the major rivers, you're taking your chances. And in her mind, the major rivers include the River Weldon. The other side of that right now is an earldom under Gwadri, but a lot of people still consider it wild land. Right. But also north of the Great River, which the Beard mentioned was a place where he and Knox had worked, and there's rogue necromancers wandering around up there. So it's the wild lands to work, because we have apparently a mission to talk <laughs> to find out these things. So I was like, true. Oh, this will be good to this know. That's a good idea. And also, like down near the Athenwood, like that's another river border of Westnoth. So her her feeling is that the mainland essentially is secure thanks to the work of the horse lords following the war. But that if you if you venture into to unsettled lands you're you're risking running into any of these um, necromancers that 
Mal Ravenal was an inspiration for. Oh, because the necromancers are there, not because the undead are... Well, necromancers raise undead and control them and, and things like that, so... Yeah, Trick will share there, like, we ran into a few, what you would say, like, rogue undead, remnants of undead, so like in the Esmark Hills, there's here and there... That, that there was no necromancer controlling? No. No necromancers around at all? Just, just undead on their own? What kind of role do you need me to make here? I need you to make a deception role. Yep. Every time, every single incident of undead that you guys have, have had, Cashin has been associated with. Yeah. And also it's been artifacts. Like good details. Because the, the, the way I associate the one was because I was pulling an artifact and this undead came with it and he was still hanging on. So. Yeah, there was another time we pulled an artifact out of the ground underneath South Tower. Catching wasn't there. Catching wasn't there when you were there. But he had been there. But you know he had been there. Yeah. Uh, what is her vigilance? She is not geared towards detecting the lies of other people. This is the problem with storytellers. Yeah, she's two purples. Uh, no, three purples. She's willful. She's actually probably got a little bit of discipline. Like, she gives tours at night. Uh, that's true. Like, mm-hmm. she's got to be... Scary ones. Yeah, she has to be able to survive fear checks herself. Okay. Success with two threats. Okay. So you are obscuring the fact that Catchin or a necromancer was involved in any of the things. Do you right. divert her to the topic of, oh, artifacts were around? I think we have to we divert her to the topic of artifacts were involved. Yeah, okay. that does make sense. Also a topic of interest to us. Okay. Is there anything potentially damaging or inconveniencing that you can tell her related to artifacts? We could mention, like, oh, we've, you know, we've successfully found some. Yeah, we have them in our village. Yeah, let's safely lock them away. Yes. Artifacts potentially uh, associated with the rising of the dead yeah. are... Dangerous to humans, utterly... Stored safely in our forest. Neutral to elves. Hmm, question mark. Now that we There's know. no question mark there now for HEPA. Okay, so you have potentially, like... I know it's not a despair, but right. you potentially, like, tacked onto, like, her storytelling stuff about, like, elves amassing the artifacts, remnants from that time. Claiming to defend their own forest. Can we really trust them? That's going a little far. It's not a despair. But the word will get around. Yep. Okay. Like, and you, elves. you were talking about Undead and the other South Tower. Yeah. I don't know what Daddy's doing. I'll just say that much. Might need to take away his, his cane. <laughs> no. No raising zombies. Okay, come on. But yeah, I have two full stops now. Two. Excellent research work. Good job. Go out to get some more. <laughs> now I need some forbidden scrolls. Yeah. If you could bring me a book of necro... I mean, a historical tome. <laughs> this guild of shadowy things. Go pay them a visit, why don't you? Bring your father back. Sorry, it's rambles. <laughs> yep. I hear you. Yeah, but you get know, a nice tour. It's possible you might start to rethink some of what Randall has asked you guys to do. Let's hope. It's up to you guys when you choose to have your characters start thinking that both of you, he failed deception checks against mm-hmm. the last time, and both of you, as players on behalf of your characters, chose to interpret it in a way that was still favorable towards him. But you are free to reevaluate that once you have additional information. Yeah, I mean, true. you wipe his mind, he's unsettled, I'm sure this is all going down the wrong path. I'm sure that it's like... Catching is more the red herring. Like, he could be the bad guy. It's probably my father. Look, uh, we just gotta... <laughs> look, maybe he doesn't know the story of Malibran. He was only 50 years ago or whatever. 
Well, I'll talk to him about it. I'll tell him. That way he knows to be careful. Just I be careful. Might, it's fine. It might take him a little bit before she's able to... If that's the truth of it, she might not suss that out, motivation-wise. She could put together that he has the pieces, but it might take her a little while before she realizes, unless he does something crazy. Okay. Maybe this is what Mother was trying to protect us from. Okay. Or it's a map for it one day. <laughs> you realize your father's nuts. Um, okay, so you have learned additional facts that there's like this extra uber classification of Archlich which is like super powerful lich, and that is what Mal Ravenel was. And that... He could control the other ones. Yes. I think that's all you get. I think that covers everything. Uh, also, there was like that extra detail that the battle happened as winter was approaching. Right. So there was also like dealing with like the cold and the snow and the Which elements. And... The undead don't have problems with, probably. Correct. And then they're burning the crops, so now they're not, they don't have food for the winter, so you're just growing your army for the spring. If you want to try to extract any sort of like tactics type stuff, you could, but otherwise that's sufficient. Yeah, seems like good kind of tactics, hopefully we don't need to know that side of it. Okay, <laughs> so you have uh, completed your, your tour, and that was fun. you go back to the Elvish Retreat. Hepa draws a map of the Esperin Forest to hang on the wall here, and Trick lets the innkeeper, Simon, have a ribbon, yep. provided that the, the sweet... Make a recommendation Esprin. that uh, since our forest is a little more secluded, oh, let yeah. this be made the private room. Trust Trick to spin it. Oh yeah, then we can give him the map and he can hang it wherever he wants. Yeah. Okay. Esperin Suite. I'll put the Great Forest on there for reference, because they seem like they really like that stuff. Is your map that you are drawing intended to be, like, functional or artistic? Probably more artistic, but probably, like, here's... She could do the other one. She could just be like, here's this, 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 and just throw things on there. Probably it's a little more functional than you would think for artistic, but more accurate, I guess. But I don't think she's going to put all the little details... Like, you could find it, I guess, if you kind of know it's in that area, but I don't know that it's yeah, going to be I, like, here's... I was really just wondering if, if it was one of those sort of, like, like tourist maps that you get on the counter at, like, a... Car rental place? Yeah, no. where it's got, like, cartoony, like, right. landmark-type things. Like the ones so you can, Princeton. like... Yeah, so you can, like, get your bearings, but you're not going to... Not to scale. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't thinking to scale. I could roll for it. We could see what it turns out to be. <laughs> I was just asking about your intentions. She's not thinking somebody could exactly follow it, but if maybe if they're really good, they could. Okay. And one other thing that was mentioned by the tour was you again heard mention of the Nullstone, which is an artifact that you've heard of from Thrandall in the past. The Nullstone was a magical artifact that was used to suppress Mal Ravenel's teleportation capability so that he could not flee this encounter. Did they have anything in the story about what happened to the Nullstone? Dacen became advisor to King Conrad II, continued on as that for the rest of his remaining days. So the Nullstone either is with the king or is with whoever the king's magical advisor is at this point in time, okay. is what she assumes. Okay, yeah, so there's not like, like anything like, they never saw the Nullstone again, or nobody really cared, or whatever. As far so, as she okay. knows, it wasn't consumed by the process. So, the next morning, you wrap up your whirlwind tour of... Weldon. Weldon. You 
early in the morning, settle your debts at this bar. Yep. Much smaller debts than you have at certain other bars. Yeah, we'll, we'll you have guys, some, some words about those. Yeah, you guys failed to tell uh, Longfarn Ocean that their son is also a money lender. <laughs> yeah. Think of Alric. Yeah. I mean, uh, it seemed like that was a little too close to the other underworld stuff, but I mean, these guys, yeah, we don't owe these guys as much, but none of them took me dancing <laughs> or on, on brewery tours, so. So the caravan all gathers in the warehouse district, and it rolls on out of Weldon, and as it heads out, you guys are accompanied by your new friends, Knott and the Beard. They've had a... A pleasant couple of days of not being on the job to enjoy the city of Weldon. What did they do? What did they do? I'm guessing significant amounts of drinking. There was a lot of drinking. Oh, the beard is all braided now. Okay, so he spent all the time with nuts in this one I'm hearing. <laughs> the beard is all braided. Actually, also, Rodri, who, like, on your trip down, was wearing their very long straight hair just down. Rodri's hair is all up in an updo as well. Fancy. It's not so much fancy, like if you inquire of either of these people why their hairstyle has changed. You guys are about to be rolling through like the dry and dusty plains of central Wesnov, where like loose hair is just going to get filled with filth. I guess I'm braiding my hair. I'm going to cut off a little piece of the green part so that I can send it to Auric and show him. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it's like a lot. And she, yeah, she's going to actually give him a lock of her hair that turned green. <laughs> Evidence of alchemical beautician work. Yeah, she'll tie it with a ribbon. You know, people used to keep locks of their, each other's hair. When you don't have photos, what else are you going to do? They used to send it, but they, I don't think they were like, here's a green piece. This is not what my hair looks like at all. Yeah, so it's going to be hot. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be dry. And there's going to be like dirt blowing everywhere. Good thing I got a headband. Yeah, you do have a headband. For what? For the wind and the drive? Or the headband for my head? I would protect your hair. I mean, you could change your headband into, like, bandana style as opposed to headband style. That's true. That would protect your hair more. I guess I'll just braid it. I don't really know what else to do. Like, Heppa never paid attention to this stuff, so she'll just kind of braid it in a little thing and then probably find out the hard way that she should have done something different. (laughs) Yeah, like a regular braid that goes over your head, like held in place by ribbon, is a perfectly serviceable way to keep it up and contained. Whatever it looks like Rodri did, then that's probably what she'll try. Anything that other people have done, that's probably how she'll try to do it, because she has no idea. She'll figure it out later. I mean, she might be able to logic it out a little bit, but I don't think that's something you just know. So she'll just be like, here's close enough. She knows she can't do Knott's thing, because we tried that. And you're still probably going to end up getting horribly sunburned. Yeah, we don't know anything about that. So we'll find that out the hard way, too. Good um, thing I have magic, and I also have healing skill. <laughs> I have medical skill. Tomas, of course, is on this leg of the journey, and Fionn is, at this point, now like traveling as like a hanger-on to Tomas because she doesn't have her family with her anymore. Right. Like She's free to do whatever she wants, and this knowledgeable sage is going to the same place she is. So. And he's happy to tell her anything, I'm yeah. sure. He likes to have an audience. Yep. So, like, you see them, he's got a book out, actually, and uh, he's, like, showing her stuff in the book, like, saying, like, you know, in another year's time, you'll be able to read this. What? Not many can. 
Not even like the nobles learn how to read this. What is it? <laughs> I'm trying to like, wanna, like there's words. Do you want to sneakily approach or do you? Hepa would like to ask because she heard. <laughs> Did you say you can't? People can't read it. You glance at the pages in his book. Yeah. It looks similar to something you've seen before. Not exactly the same. Ah. It is in shorthand. Okay. So it is not all written out in normal letters. Oh, it is... what, what kind of writing is that? Tomas will tell you that it is called shorthand. Um, it's not called Alduin special. <laughs> <laughs> it's much faster to write, which for like students taking notes is of great importance. Oh. Like when you look at a book that is like a manuscript type thing, or when you are writing a letter, you are carefully writing so that ink does not smudge and things like that, and not dragging your hand across it and carefully making all of your letters. That is a much slower way of writing. His book is full of more symbols than the alphabet holds because some of these symbols are common syllables even so that they can be written quickly. And they are also like, a lot of them just look like slashes at a slightly different angle from each other that you can't necessarily discern like that this slash is slightly different from this other slash. Right. So maybe that Ketchin doesn't have a secret language he just wrote in shorthand. It's possible. Or it's possible he like modified, modified his shorthand. Yeah. It's also possible that like every single student has a slightly different shorthand. Yeah. Secrecy among mages is actually probably pretty common. Mages do like to like research and share their knowledge, but publishing a paper is different from sharing all of them. Yeah, yeah. And you probably write it differently too and more clearly. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so then she'll ask some questions about how, how do you make it more efficient? He's going to be like, well, you have more. Instead of having to use letters, we have words and stuff like that. She's yep. like, okay. Also... There is multiple prisoner wagons. Fancy. And mounted troops are with them. Oh, this is serious. So they are led by somebody in full plate, complete with lance and sword. Is this a plate that looks familiar? It's not your sister. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't know where her duty takes her. She's based in the horse plains. Right. But it is somebody clad in that. That right. similar way. So you look at that and you know enough to know that is a knight. They are leading mounted troops that are equipped with spears and just have like a breastplate and a helm. Those fighters on horseback are not as prestigious as their leader. Indeed. But maybe aspire to one day being a knight. So their horses are all like arrayed around the prison wagons. The prison wagons have, similar to before, the prisoners are, are walking and are linked by chains to their wagon, but are not made to go in the wagon unless circumstances... Have necessary. they added the two extra fellows from the river crossing, or they're getting their own punishment? They have added those two. They are with Afa and the others from South Tower. You're not sure due process really exists. Right. They tried some crime associated with this. Like, they'll do the same. I don't think Trick's going to say anything to them, but he's like, try to warn them. You succeeded. You I know. did get one person knocked down. I know. And I fully accept that you might try shenanigans at some point in time to change their sentence. That's interesting, yeah. I guess they were clearly guilty, but you know how wily Naga are. <laughs> well, you don't know that, well, you do now. I'm uh, just saying, yes, they're there, and okay. if you want to engage with that, in the future, you're welcome to. All I'm doing at this point is setting the stage for your caravan. Yep. So 
if there is anything that you want to accomplish on the way to Dantonk or any trouble that you anticipate getting into, then I would like to know what that is so that it can be the prologue to Dantonk. This is mostly just letting you know what the situation is, because otherwise you will be rolling into Dantonk covered in dust and sunburns. I feel like maybe my big thing will be to figure out why my skin is turning red and why it hurts and then <laughs> covering up. And I don't know how to deal with my ears. I don't have a huge hat or anything. Get a headband. Tuck the ears inside yeah. underneath the hair. Yeah. Maybe she figures out how to make sunscreen. That would be a good alchemy check for you, sunblock. Yeah, so that might be her only thing. And then aloe. I might uh, professionally confer with this knight uh, to show Roderick, like, well, they're going to be on here. I want to make sure that they know there's this division and that they're responsible. That's how Trick sells it to Roderick, that he needs to talk to them. You need to liaise. Yes. To make sure that, that they're responsible for the prisoners, that in an emergency, yes, we are you know, bound to defend the caravan, but that's the security of the prisoners is their responsibility. And your purpose in talking to this knight will be? Yeah, schmooze. And... Hopefully he's not a knight of lord. Yeah, well. maybe there's a possibility of that, too. Okay. So, you know, ask what lord they serve, or they just part of the entourage of what knight commander, or Sir Owick. I feel like Trick never quite gets these titles down, right? He only remembers the details he wants to remember. That is correct. And the other details, he just makes up. Look how red my arms are getting. <laughs> Ow. Well, don't touch it. <laughs> I guess we can handle those things now. It's not too late. Okay. Did not want to burden you? Well, I want to establish these things. So you sounded like you were trying to charm check with this knight. On the knight? Yeah. Trick would introduce himself, at least professionally, at first, uh... Uh, quick noble knight, uh, I'm part of the uh, security detachment of this caravan. Uh, Roderick has commanded me to uh, make sure we work closely, uh, appropriately, with all of your the king's forces. Uh, as you know, or as you may have heard, we had some trouble on the way to Weldon, but we dealt with carefully. But I trust these prisoners won't give you any trouble, don't you? Yeah, I think tricks need to keep going on. No, not until he rolls what his charm check is uh, against that. two reds and a purple. One cool cat here. Turns out cool is a combat skill. Oh. Don't you remember against knots right. and, and the beard? Right, and the failure with three advantages. Okay. That's enough for me to tell you what you need going to next week. Which is this knight is indeed attached to Sir Uchel. And has been warned about. Has like no time for your elvish tricks. No, it's just one trick. <laughs> I have three advantages. What is possible to learn about this knight? What trouble might I stir up? Could I learn something indirectly about... Like, this knight serves... What is it? Lord Ochil? Lord Ochil, yeah. Ochil. But is there, like, a parallel chain of command where this knight is also, like, like horse lord part of, like, the separate, like, structure of military structure of knights? So... Just to be clear here, not every knight is a horse lord. Right. This knight is not a horse lord. This knight is not a okay. horse lord at all. So perhaps it is, what ambitions does this knight have that are may or may not perfectly aligned with Lord Ojo? Oh, you wish to drive some sort of... Stern of troll. Not necessarily drive a wedge, but... Lord of <laughs> Just like, just the, the random... Poor guy. Can I ask what... Trick's motives are separate from stirring up trouble. Like, does it matter to Trick anything that he knows about Lord Uchel? Like, 
is Trick doing this for any particular reason other than he's bored and it's been a couple days since anything interesting has happened? Oh, you know what? No, no, no. Let me take a slightly different tack with it. Well, Trick feels a little bad for Ocean that he pissed off this noble. Uh, that was not his full intention. So instead, he would like to learn something useful about Ocho that, like, Trick can almost, like, make it up for Ocean. So, learn some... Like, oh, like, he really likes a particular spice that you can only get in a drier part of the country or something, or something silly like that. That can be passed to Ocean, that can help smooth things over? Or that Trick can deliver directly to Lord Ocho. Oh, like, on his behalf or something? On his behalf, or just uh, to apologize Okay. for my, my whimsical elvish ways. We are pretty silly. Yeah, it's true. So extracting some information about this knight's... Employer. Liege lord? His preferences. So don't necessarily have to know that right now. Okay. That will be something that, that we can uh, come up with. And how about you can make one check? You can make an alchemy check Yeah, for your sunscreen? Because I think it probably, when she figures it out, that's what she'll try to do is figure out some... Because probably, like, mud would take care of it. just needs something that doesn't crack. She yeah. doesn't care if you can see it or not. She can do the white zinc on the nose. This is going to be average. When she figures out where it's coming from, and probably just from talking to people. Yeah, it won't take you long, because humans are getting some bird, too. Fionn is pretty fair. Right. See if she gets the worst of it. Yeah, so I succeed with an advantage. So you are able to throw together a sunscreen type thing, which will, like, soak into skin, so you're not walking around covered in titanium or mud. Right. I'll give some to Theon. Oh, that's awfully sweet. She seems young and fair. (laughs) I know what it feels like. (laughs) Alright, then I think we're going to wrap up. I have one last thing. Are you asking a favor from someone? I'm asking a favor from Mate. There's a story point. Yeah, 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 sure, whatever. I'm going to have Mate... Deliver some extra pieces of food to those two prisoners. Okay. Trick didn't want them to get caught up in it, but they, you know, they made their choices. It's fine. But this way, Trick figures, like, probably he won't get caught then, because it's a bird. And, you know, the favor is so that Mate doesn't eat the food himself. Okay. Is your intent for them to know that you have your eye on them? I simply ask this because a magpie was involved in their undoing. Oh, that is true. They might figure that out. Trick is not going to make it obvious because he doesn't want to get caught. And I feel like two people will find it very strange that a bird is giving them food. It's like, here, have a roll. <laughs> Whereas to a knight, a bird is probably beneath notice. Yep, okay. Too cool to deliver that, yeah. <laughs> You're threatening magpie. <laughs> Alright, so 15 XP. Woo-hoo. And when next we meet, you will be rolling into Dantonk. The big city. The biggest city. With the whole whole section of pottery, the one pottery market. There's an entire barn of pottery. <laughs> Jim Jennifer here. The Battle for Westmouth mainline campaign, Eastern Invasion, can end one of two ways, a giant battlefield or a private duel. I decided to make both versions of Scenario 17 true as far as the history of our tabletop campaign is concerned. I used details from those in the Ghost Tour. Many of the units from the video game also fed into those descriptions, such as Paladin, Mage of the Light, Shadow, and Night Gaunt. The latter two are the Scarecrow-like members of the Ghost Line. 
You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.